Welcome to The Open Bell, the podcast for trumpet players, by trumpet players, and a cornet guy. I'm your host, Bill Stoneman, and I'm joined by my good friends and fellow trumpet geeks, Joey Tartell and the vindictive valve bender himself, Brian Appleby Weinberg. This episode of The Open Bell is brought to you by the World Trumpet Federation. Of all the federations out there devoted to trumpet, we like the way we're doing it. We give and we give and we give. What does that make us? Givers. That's right. We're here for you, our trumpet-playing brethren and sistren. We've got a website, we've got gear bags, we've got bright pink hoodies, and we've got the Open Bell podcast. You might say we're bona fide, and I'm out. But don't let that scare you. We are as accessible as ever. Just send an email to theopenbell at gmail.com and find out. Don't be surprised when you get an answer. You can go to the website, www.worldtrumpetfederation.com, and see what we've got there to offer. And of course... Join us here weekly on the Open Bell Podcast to get the truth about trumpet. Besides, where else would you even get anywhere near Brian? And by Dylan Music. Since 1992, Steve Dylan has been providing world-class service for musicians who need new gear, accessories, or a bit of expert advice on their purchase. Steve and his team are standing by to serve you and to make sure that you are a happy, satisfied customer. Now, going to Woodbridge, New Jersey is the coolest way to have the Dylan experience. But if you can't, you can always call 732-634-3399 and ask for Jim McCombs. I know for a fact Jim will have the answers to your needs. Plus, he can connect you with his partner in crime, Perry Sutton, who can do that custom mouthpiece work for you that you didn't even know that you needed. Of course, you can also go to www.dylanmusic.com 24-7 to see their incredible inventory and use that promo code OPENBELL5 to get 5% off your entire accessories order. Dylan Music, musicians helping musicians since 1992. The Open Bell Podcast is comprised of three segments, warming up, couple things and no offense we use these segments to visualize vindicate and value information in order to vibe village trumpet players who might otherwise exist in a vacuum gentlemen shall we Each week, Warming Up is brought to you by Chopsaver, that perfect all-natural lip treatment created by inventor, entrepreneur, and all-around nice guy, Dan Gosling. And as working trumpet players, we need a product we can count on. The pace is relentless in this field, and so our lip treatment needs to be the same. And every morning <laughs> when I tumble out of bed and stumble into the kitchen. <laughs> oh, no. Pour oh, myself oh a, no. No, no, no. Pour myself a <laughs> you're cup going, of ambition. You're, you're going Dolly? <laughs> Yes. And yawn and stretch and try to come to life. <laughs> Jump in the shower and the blood starts pumping out in the streets. The traffic starts jumping. Oh, and my folks gosh. like me on the job from nine to five. You're nine to five in it. I'm working nine to five. What a way to make a living. Yeah. Working nine to five. You're not. Bye. Yeah. It's all take and no given. I don't think you've ever worked nine to five. <laughs> nope. <laughs> you work like 10 to 1030. <laughs> On a on, hard day. O- only on Wednesdays. This I mean, why not to disturb your weekend. The levels. <laughs> I'm working in multiple levels here. <laughs> wow. Oh, you went fully Dolly Parton on that. Now, most I don't know if a lot of people know, but mm-hmm. uh, Maynard Maynard's Hollywood album, I believe it was mm-hmm. Hollywood, he mm-hmm. does a version of 9 to 5, and if I remember yes. correctly, I think he, he plays does. all the brass instruments on that track. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> 
Wow. It's awesome. You got to hear it. It's like the brightest thing ever recorded. Go look that up somewhere. Go check no it out. Word. Maynard Maynard's yeah. version of 9 to 5. Totally worth. I mean, sure, all respect due to Dolly Parton, but you sure. know, really it <laughs> yeah. always comes always comes <laughs> back it to okay. Maynard. Always comes back to Maynard. Absolutely. That's good you bring that up cuz they never give you credit. It's enough to drive you crazy if you let it. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> He's setting himself <laughs> up. Oh my gosh! Oh, unbearable, relentless. <laughs> oh, wow! But don't let it drive you crazy. Go to www.chopsaver.com and use the promo code Bell. Promo code. Promo code. 15 percent off your order of Chop Saver. Get on it. And now, a man who literally is working nine to five, five days a week. He's wearing a tie no. to a podcast He's again. Wearing a tie <laughs> to an evening. Yeah, tie to a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. This is a terrible way to make a living. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing it wrong. No oh, good. Clearly. Tell you what else is terrible. So I'm doing. Uh, I'm splitting a recital next week with our euphonium professor. Uh oh. And I picked a couple trumpet pieces. I didn't know you played euphonium. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't know you played trumpet. <laughs> well, that's why I'm talking about this. I'm playing C trumpet on two pieces. Holy Toledo! Is it bright? What, what are you, you playing? playing? I'm playing Marcus Grant's piece, and nice. I'm playing the Kevin, Mc, yeah. Kevin McKee piece. Man, Which Kevin just, McKee piece? Um, Centennial Horizon. Yeah, Centennial Horizon. Oh, sure, Walker. sure, sure. It yeah. is so much trumpet. Holy, it's just way so too much. That's a lot of trumpet. No, that's pieces. a good piece. I like both those pieces. They're yeah. both good pieces. I get to play cornet, the proper choice on Marcus's middle movement. Oh, he says yeah. cornet or flugel, it, but it he says, actually, or, it right. says it says or flugelhorn. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the sonata yeah. for heroes. That one. Yeah. yeah what did one. Uh, What yeah. did Jason do on the premiere? He played Flugel. uh, flugelhorn. I was there. Oh, oh. goofus. So, so actually, Brian now is really doing the real world premiere. He's doing the that's critical right. edition. Well, the critical edition. <laughs> 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 but man, it is so much mm. trumpet. I just I'm rehearsing with a pianist who I think she's given up actually. She's not having a good rehearsal cycle. So, uh, yeah, we're supposed to do our final rehearsal on Sunday, and I got an email that we're not doing that. We're just going to go for the show on Tuesday night. Oh, are you you doing? Are you doing anything together? Are you just doing so? Yeah. So then we're doing um, the piece uh, novella that Dave Childs commissioned for his mother for euphonium and cornet, which is a very pretty, you know, beautiful little, you know, three minute. Ending sure. to the show. It's a beautiful piece. So we're just going to finish with that. And right. I think Mike's doing uh, Carnival of Venice and an unaccompanied piece. And yeah, yeah, it should be good. But wow, just waste. I just I got to figure out how to program more cornet on these things because it's just so bright. Yeah, weren't you in charge of this? Yeah, I I was like, this seems like a good idea. I should do these this, two this pieces. Good idea. It's just so you. bright. I think we're actually selfish. finally yeah doing this. You're finally catching on. Yeah, playing wounds, trumpet's Brian. a good idea. Definitely self-inflicted self-inflicted wounds. wounds. Yeah. No sympathy. No. (laughs) Sarah doesn't have any sympathy either. I've got students doing more cornet on recitals than you're doing. I just love that so much. Okay, that's fantastic. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. awesome. Mm -hmm. All right, Joey, what do you have for us? Well, as we're talking about one way to make a living, some big changes coming here. And the IU Jacob School of Music for me. Oh, yeah? Yeah, you guys guys know this. But it's uh, public knowledge here. You know, for the past uh, about eight years, I have been uh, both professor of trumpet and director of undergraduate studies. Seems longer. It does. 
Damn, for sure, it seems longer. As, uh, there, we've got a new dean a couple years ago, and there's been some other changes at the administrative level above me, which includes Demondre Thurman, our euphonium professor, becoming the executive associate dean of the School of Music. Wow. So yeah. when he took that job, he came into the brass department and said, all right, who's going to be chair? Because he's the chair of the brass department. All right. And so, you couldn't get your finger on your nose fast enough. <laughs> <laughs> and so actually Pete Ellison, one of our trombone professors, who has been chair of the department before, looks over he looked at me and go, So you're gonna be chair? <laughs> Joey's turn. <laughs> and I actually thought, Hey, I want oh, to be chair of the brass yeah. department. I would I would enjoy that. I think that would be kind of yeah. cool. You know, so uh, I talked to Demandre. Demandre ran that up the chain and passed the brass department and uh as of about a couple of weeks ago, it's official. So starting wow. in fall, fall of 24, I will uh, relieve myself of the undergraduate studies part of my job. We're going to do a search for that this semester. That's a, a, a faculty position here, as at least as currently constructed, um, and return fully to the brass department as it's still obviously as teaching trumpet. That's always part of it. But as chair of the brass department. Nice. Congratulations. Yeah. Now, yeah, Brian, man. I know you're a chair right now and you were a tie a lot of the time. I suspect you won't be doing that. I am not. I learned from D. Stewart, who was my second chair here. D. Now Mike Hatfield was chair when I first got here. One of our horn professors. Yeah. Mike was a coat and tie every single day guy. He was just that's who he was. (laughs) Right. Now D. Stewart, when D. took over, you know D. You know legendary trombone player with the you know uh, Philadelphia Orchestra out here. Yeah. Yeah. D. wore jeans like a button-down shirt tennis shoes pretty much every day and i thought nice there's my chair right there so i i am like i'm in i'm totally in are you gonna have to wear pants as chair i uh i wear pants (laughs) i will tell you this so a couple weeks ago when in that cold freeze that happened early in january it was like below zero (laughs) for an entire week well i came in i came in on uh i guess it was martin luther king day i came in that morning to just do some practicing get some stuff i'd been out of town move some back stuff back in like anybody would wear shorts (laughs) because i wasn't teaching Evidently, four. one of my students, who's the dorms right across the street, I, I, somehow saw me, got a picture, sent up, sent the pic to my studio group chat. Because <laughs> every student walked in and said, well, "You're you're you're wearing shorts." I'm like, "Well, I wasn't teaching." I'm. They said it was like four below. I'm like, "Right, yes, but I wasn't so teaching. Was. It's shorts weather. Yeah, it's always shorts weather." So I will there be wearing just... pants when I'm teaching and appropriately for the job, but. Other than that, I'll be in shorts. There was a thing uh, on the Today Show this morning about children who refuse to wear pants in the winter. Those are good kids right there. Did you get interviewed for that, Joey? I'm not a child anymore. (laughs) I'm going to send Joey the link. Now, my high school actually had a dress code. I went to a public high school with a dress code. And and as part of that dress code, boys were not allowed to wear shorts. Oh. In Texas? In Texas. Come on. Yes, that's correct. Wow. Yeah. So I so actually that's I, what I, this is about. I wore jeans to school. Nobody will tell that's me what, what to do. This is about. So it's about <laughs> comfort. You no, it's rebelling. about rebelling. That's nah, you rebelling against no, your child. It's about comfort. Yeah, I think it is. So and by the way, I've been a chair for twenty I don't know, plus years. No you don't ties. wear a tie. You don't no, wear a tie. tie. There's no mm-hmm. ties. I don't know what so Brian's no. doing there. They do it I differently can... out in Jersey. Academic that's right. grunge sort those of hip, those hip Jersey cats, they wear ties. That's it. Yeah. Called me that about a decade ago. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm maybe kind of like that. Yeah, totally. All right, Bill, what do you, what do you got for us this evening? Unhip, unhip Jersey cat. Uh, I, you know, over the years had a ton of 
students go through here and they are out doing a variety of things. I got students who are playing in military bands and students who are teaching and at, you know, college level and, and public school and everything. And so this week was a tale of like two opposite ends of that continuum. I had uh, a student, let's just call her Jasmine. For example. <laughs> For, example. For example. Just to pull it out of the air. In yeah. search of uh, some music that we couldn't find. It was the uh, Glorious Ventures. But piano part yes. didn't match the cornet part. So that's apparently... You would think her other, her previous piece. trumpet teacher would have given her that. Well, I said that to her. Yeah, but yeah. This hack you studied with before me didn't... Hacker's, 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 hacker's going to hack. Hacker's going to hack. hack. <laughs> oh, my God. She said, no. I asked him. And he still hasn't sent it. And I said, yeah, I ghosted her. Yeah. <laughs> no, so I reached out to former student Brinley Venables. Guess. Right. So Br Brinley Venables. Uh, yeah. Was with, you know, New York Salvation Army Band. Yeah. Nice. And within minutes. Seconds. Minutes. Not even minutes, probably. Got uh, back to just me. Just within a thought. Here's what you need. I can help. Do this. And if that doesn't work, do this. And here you go. Boom. And all the information was right there. And then he mentioned the podcast. And I told him I'd give him a shout out. <laughs> nice. Nice. So thank you, Brindley. Excellent. Beautiful trumpet player. Brindley? Yeah. Brindley Venables. Brindley. B-R-I-N-D-L-E-Y. Venables. Venables. His father, this, Bob this Venables. Name, this name sounds made up in like a British no. cartoon character. Nope. Come and on. His father, if Bob I said Venables, to you, Brindley Venables, player you'd be like, that's well. not a real person. Come on. No, that's his real name. His yeah. father is a ridiculous cornet player. Yeah. It's ridiculous. That would and be Rob, brother, Robert Venables? Bob. Yeah. Anyway, you're yeah. going to love this one. The brother is a trombone player, Barrington Venables. Yep. Barrington excellent. Venables. And a younger brother who's a great composer, writer, Marcus Venables. Family is just amazing. He wrote a solo for his dad that I heard at uh, Vinny DiMartino's you know, Great American Brass Band Festival. Uh -huh. I thought, um, wow, I would Danville, love Kentucky. to play that. Yep. And so he actually sent me a, a a copy of it, and I was like, "Well, I'll never be able to play that." <laughs> yeah, great he made it sound music. so easy. It's a great piece. Yeah, killed it. And then, it's awesome. A completely different success story is Jody McAllister, who was Jody Jock when she was in school here at Messiah, trombone player, now teaching at Goose Bay Elementary School in Wasilla, Alaska. Oh, nice. Nice. And sent me some videos this week with a very nice note thanking me because her students know how to count and they're doing this and musically oh, doing this stuff. And then she fabulous. sent me some record or some things that the students, she had them writing melodies. And <laughs> two of the students in particular wanted me to know about their melodies. And so I was scrolled through and found them and I recorded them. I played them out. I shot a little video of me saying hello to them and sent the send it back to them so nice but just amazing to you know it's great to like kind of hear from folks and know what now, they're how'd she doing. end up in alaska that's a long uh, way away yeah got married and i think her husband has ties there had some family in alaska i think see so about Jody, a boy we should head up. I, uh, we should head up there right we totally should go up there and do a concert we need yeah, a, yeah. we need alaska. people in alaska to bring us in let's go Absolutely. that's a bit of a trip yeah yeah, I mean, yeah. we already have uh, Iditarod fans up yes. there, right? <laughs> of course. Yeah, we, yeah, we have experts that have, have gotten That's what we to need to do that. is do some Listeners. mushing. Now, Joey, yeah. if we do go to Alaska, and depending on the time of year, would you still wear shorts? Oh, That's yeah, the so question. We, and, I mean, the concert, I'll wear pants if we're going to perform. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You wear shorts in Fargo. Yeah. Bismarck, in the winter. Fargo, Boise. 
Yeah. These are all places I've been. <laughs> actually, yeah. So, yeah. Three places I've worn shorts. <laughs> actually, everywhere in the I've been, I've worn shorts. <laughs> yeah. I just, that's everywhere I've been. I went to college in Rochester. Come on. And more shorts. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I just want to say Open Bell Podcast shout out to the students at Goose Bay Elementary School in Wisconsin, nice. Alaska. Go Goose Excellent. Bay. They better be the geese. Are they the geese? I don't know. I don't know what the mascot is. Their mascot. Look it up. We should. Where are they? You said they're, yeah, they're in but Wasilla. Yeah, she just posted on Facebook today. With took a picture of her yard with moose bedded down oh. in it <laughs> next to her garage. So that's <laughs> you got to be careful around those guys. They're yeah, they're, they're no uh, joke. Yeah, yep. Large and in charge. They will take you out. So anyway, if I find out, I will report back. He's looking it up now. Looks like oh, they have a looks like they have a Facebook page. So Goose Bay go. Elementary School. He's all over it. To ensure that all children know they're valuable, special, and important. I do like there that. Yeah. Like, this is good. I don't see a yeah, mascot. Seems like great things going She's on She's going to have to get back to us. If, if they're not the geese, they need to be the Goose Bay geese. <laughs> yeah. That would I make don't, sense. I don't see a mascot here. We'll find they have out. a website. This I'll is, get to the bottom oh, of this. Oh, I think they're the wolf oh. pack. Oh, nice. They're the oh. Goose Bay wolves. That's there not really okay. It's right there. <laughs> They're a goose bay. It's not okay. Jody, they I'm need really to sorry be the geese. Couple of things. <laughs> Looks like their colors. They're green. They're green. Green. And the is logo okay. is like a you know like a a wolf hand yeah. there. So they okay. need to be the geese. We need to get that changed. Can we need to start a campaign? <laughs> Maybe I think we should go there and uh, work on it. Letter It'd to be the better. board of education. It'd I don't mind the we green. I actually think the green looks really good. <laughs> But they they can't be the Goose Bay Wolves, the Goose Bay Geese. Come apparently on, they, people! Apparently they can because they are. We're gonna get that. We're gonna get get that changed. Again, Jody. Sorry about my friends. Jody, the great work. Jody, you know you're with me on this. <laughs> Jody, uh, we support you, Goose Bay Geese. Let's get that going. Uh, oh my gosh! Come on, Goose Bay Geese has a flow. Goose it Bay Wolves. Does. Come it on. really does. Yeah, the Goose Bay Wolves is a little bit. Yeah. No, I know. I need them to be the Goose Bay Geese. Let's get this fixed. I just did a festival at a school that that was Blue Ridge High School. Guess what the colors were? Not blue, red and white. (laughs) All right. So you guys know uh, up in the (laughs) that's not okay. (laughs) That that's not okay. Uh, One of the northwest suburbs of Chicago is St. Charles, Illinois, and one of my friends was actually when they opened St. Charles North High School was the first band director there. So I asked him, "What's your mascot?" And he said to me, the North Stars. And I said, you mean the stars? And he says, no. And I said, so wait, 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 hold on. Do I have this correct that you are the St. Charles North North Stars? And he says, you are correct, sir. <laughs> Two Norths. Yeah, they're, they're, the North. Saint, they're the St. Charles North North, North Stars. So there was a kid a couple of years ago that came in to, you know, for... <laughs> <laughs> to sign up for school here Love at IU. Right. I said, yeah. where are you from? And he goes, oh, I went to St. Charles North. I said, so you're a North Star. And he just looked at me, and everybody around like, the office went, what? And I said, yeah, tell everybody. So I told everybody in the office, they said, <laughs> that can't be right. And the kid's like, yeah, that's right. That's, that's actually right. Yeah, St. Charles North, North Stars. That's correct. Goose Bay geese. I tried to get that fixed, but nope. I couldn't do it. But this Goose Bay thing, we're going to Wasilla, and we're going to get this fixed up. <laughs> we're going to hammer this out. <laughs> we're going to get this I love taken the care idea. of. I mean, I'm on board to go. Let's so get this taken care of. When's the school board meet? Right. <laughs> Hold Which on. Tuesday of the month. Let's, we're going to go see. play. <laughs> Have trumpets. We'll travel. And I can't believe Joey now is looking up. Okay. February 20th has a PTO <laughs> meeting at 4 o'clock. I think we, I think we could make it. 
<laughs> I think we can make it. We could get there. Yeah, I let's get this. let's get there and take I care love of it. That. All right. Okay. All right, boys. We're sufficiently warmed up. It's game time. Oh, oh no. no. <laughs> and it's a brand new game. Oh, brand new game. Brand Uh-oh. new game. What is this game called? For which I love the bumper. <laughs> you haven't heard the bumper yet. <laughs> it's called. We don't know what the game's called. Right. Okay, here it is. You ready? I'm ready. It's, it's called Chat TPT. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wow, I, that is not what I thought you were going to play for that. Didn't th- I didn't see that one coming? I did not see that coming. That uh, I thought you, I thought you might fi- I thought you might figure that one out. Okay, because uh, he had somebody glad, else write so, it. Glad I could still surprise you. So good, so good. Yeah, the AI I, write it. Here's the way this works: some detailed research using Chat GPT mm-hmm. in regard to trumpet led to some very interesting responses. So today's game is an opportunity for you to prove that you know just as much as Chat GPT about trumpet. In this, the inaugural edition of Chat TPT. Yes. I, I think we know more about Trumpet than well, Chat GPT. We'll find out. Chat GPT Wait, but, made up a bunch of stuff. Right. Wasn't Chat about GPT Trumpet. the one who said um, uh, Denny was a, a deceased trombone player? Didn't didn't he put that yes, up? Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, Tess de Blasio like, yes. he looked himself up <laughs> yes. and found uh, that the very alive saxophone <laughs> playing Dennis de Blasio was a deceased trombone player. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. There you go. All right. Fantastic. Ready? This is question. No, we're not ready. Oh, I'm ready. Oh, I'm totally ready. He's question. ready for this. Question right. number one. Question one. According to Chat GPT, which is the key trumpet? that is used the most by trumpet players which key trumpet is used the most by trumpet players i i think they're gonna have this right are we getting choices we're we just going in no we're just gonna try to see if you, if uh, you know i i think they're gonna have this right as a b-flat trumpet it's fairly common though brian uh yeah i think it's gonna say b-flat trumpet yeah it does it said okay. b-flat well yeah. there are trumpets in essentially all keys the most commonly used trumpet is the b-flat trumpet so okay. i thought this is a good start. We're on okay. a roll. All right. Okay. So, so far, the, uh, we're G- good. GPT yep. is one one for one. Is right. Exactly. Yeah. All right. <laughs> it's going all downhill from here. Question number two. Question number two. According to ChatGPT, which one of the three of us has served as the director of the Center for Arts Entrepreneurship? That's the you. What? The director for the Center mm-hmm. of Arts Entrepreneurship? Yes. Is that a thing? According no. to Chad GPT, it's a very real thing, and one of us. Um, and it was, God, that's has gotta been be director. That's gotta be you. It's gotta be. It Bill. was Joey. No, it I think it's Bill. Back as Joey. I think it's, it's Bill. It's Joey. What? <laughs> I'm gonna I'm, read it to you. I'm. This is great. <laughs> Joey Tartell is a trumpet player, educator, and author. <laughs> he has. Served I like as the that. Third, I like yeah, author. He, he has served as the director of the Center for Arts Entrepreneurship at the Indiana University Jacobs School of Music. Nope. That's awesome. Now, that's not even what our office is called. We have an Office <laughs> of Entrepreneurship and Career Development, the well, OECD. We have that. And I am not. in no way the director of that. Well, maybe you should check again because it's on the Internet. Where's your paycheck come from? <laughs> I didn't realize I was doing all this extra work. This explains a lot of my meetings. <laughs> Man, when you figure out that you have to answer all those emails <laughs> that are backlogged. Wow. Backlogged to the uh, uh, center that we don't even have. 
100,000 emails. Oh, God. I was really shocked. I was like, you're holding back from us. Yeah, we had no idea. I'm just as surprised as you are. (laughs) Right. All right. Number three. Question number three. According to ChatGPT, which one of us, the three of us, served as trumpet professor at Western Michigan University? Oh, that's going to be me. That's also Joey. I lived in Kalamazoo for two years, but I did not serve there. So I'm going to guess, since I'm the only one of us that has lived in Kalamazoo, that that's me. That makes perfect sense. However, it's me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's much better. That's great. Because I did did do some fill-in stuff, and I never... I never worked there full time, but I did do some helping uh-huh. out for some <laughs> of the faculty great. on both the brass and jazz departments while living yeah. around Kalamazoo. Uh-huh. But you, you were William Stone. Have you ever been, now hold have you on, been in Michigan? No. Uh, do you know the mascot? Do you in... know the mascot to Western Michigan University? Is that the Leathernecks? No, that's Western Illinois. Oh. No, I don't know. That's in Macomb, Illinois, Western Michigan, which is Kalamazoo. They are the Broncos. Go Broncos! <laughs> yeah, the Broncos. I have a sweatshirt. Um, so it's Bill. William Stoneman is a trumpet player, teacher, and clinician. He has been associated with Wait a various minute, you're educational. Wait not, you're, not you're not an author? I'm not an author. but I'm an author. I'm an author. Which I think you got that credit for hanging around with me. <laughs> anyway. I like how you're taking credit for that. Of course. Sorry, with various ahead. educational institutions and is known for his contributions to the field of brass performance and pedagogy, Stoneman has served as professor at Western Michigan University. Has, and has been nice. involved in music education and performance. Wow, nice. that's fantastic! Go Broncos. That's why I didn't. That's why he likes Bell's Two Hearted so much. Yes, because the oh, Bell. Yes. That's Kalamazoo. That's in Kalamazoo. Kalamazoo right that's there. it. Yeah. Wow. I love it. We should what probably let let Bob White and uh, and Scott Thornburg <laughs> Scott know Thornburg. about this because <laughs> they've been Scott Thornburg's been there a long time, and Bob uh, both went there yeah. and was the professor now, and they're both dynamite trumpet professors by the way but we should let them know that they're right out and you're in yeah you gotta wonder like did it take my bio online somewhere and fuse it with my untapped account and then (laughs) (laughs) right that explains it right question number four question number four according to chat gpt a device used with the trumpet for artistic expression or to achieve a specific tonal quality a device Mm-hmm. Uh, a mute with the trumpet. Yes, that would be, that would be a mute. That's a yeah, mute. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's mute. reasonable. So that's reasonable. Which yeah. leads you to, I mean, if that's right, I think the thing about Joey could be right too. Well, I didn't know that we have to come to <laughs> Kalamazoo to see you now. Yeah. Well, been holding it's a long up. commute. There's another family donut. there there's too. A, there's a good donut place there. <laughs> exactly. All right. I like Kalamazoo. Question number five. Question number five. According to ChatGPT. By the way, after a long explanation about the aspects of several different mouthpieces, identified this mouthpiece as its top selection to, quote, help play high notes. <laughs> top help choice. Play, top to help, choice to help play high notes. To help notes. play high notes, and which is the way I typed it in, to be fair. Which 14A, mouthpiece 4A? would help me play high notes? Uh, or a 7C. I think it's the seven C. Seven C. I think it's the seven C. Shilky thirteen A four A. No, Shilky fourteen A four A. The fourteen choice. Fourteen A four A. But you love this because the seven E W and this. Yes. Seven E. Seven E. Seven E was on the list. Love it. So good. So good. All right. 
Next one I thought was fascinating. Question number six. Question According, number oh, six. Sorry. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. According to ChatGPT, after a thorough explanation of subjective and difficult, how subjective and difficult it would be to identify just one person, it did identify a list of the world's greatest trumpet player players and named did name someone as number one. As the world's greatest trumpet player. The world's greatest trumpet player. Living or dead? Uh dead. Well, I mean, I didn't say living or dead. No, but, but I'm saying I'm just asking list, for a clue. The list came up with people who were living and dead. And I, I wrote down, I included here in my notes the first five, the top five that it came up with. Lewis so you're saying number one is no longer with us. Number one is no longer with us. I'm going to go with Maurice Andre. Brian. Louis Armstrong. Louis Armstrong is the answer. What? Brian, Brian is as smart as, as chat GPT. <laughs> That's right. There's so the list is, is anybody's gonna... <laughs> in this order, Louis Armstrong, Miles Davis, Dizzy Gillespie, Clifford Brown, and Wynton Marcellus. <laughs> That's the nice. list. This is insane. And I didn't say jazz. I just said the world's most famous. That's fantastic. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. The next one's better. <laughs> okay, I, I love that. This shocked me. And I think it's going to shock you too, because not only it's very, it's revealing on multiple levels. And I think you're going to be surprised at what you don't know here. Okay. All right. Question seven. <laughs> question number seven. According to ChatGPT, the best solo piece for trumpet is. God, it's got to be the Haydn. Based on what you just said to me, it sounds like a popularity contest, which makes sense with how it searches. What's probably the most known, popular, most recorded? I'm going to go with the Haydn Trumpeture. Brian? It's like the Ablazen Fanfare or something. Mm, okay. Here's the answer. The Neruda Trumpet Concerto by Johann Nepomuk Hummel. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so picking a piece That's not perfect. written for trumpet with the wrong composer. With the wrong composer. Uh, a, horn, a horn piece by Hummel. <laughs> And I had no idea. I love it. That's yeah. fantastic. The Neruda <laughs> Trumpet Concerto by Johann <laughs> Nepomuk Hummel. By Hummel. That's so good. That was followed by, in this order, anything. are you ready? Oh, yeah. The Haydn, right? The Haydn was second. Yes. Artunian was third. Right, Carnival of Venice was fourth. Which one? And rounding out, rounding out the top five, pictures at an exhibition. Nice. That's a good concerto. I like that concerto. That's a heck of a... Like, people play it that way sometimes. That's, that's right. a great, great solo piece. Great solo All right. I just have it. one more thing. It's a, it's a bonus question. And I really wrestled with whether I should put this in the form of a question or whether I should just tell you... Maybe I should just tell you what my last search revealed. Okay? <laughs> I think that's going to be better. Okay. This is be like a little... A little bonbon little, uh, little bon -bon here at the end, right? For you okay. Guys, right? All yeah. Right. So in order to find out the information about all three of us, I typed in and said, who is Joey Tartell? Mm -hmm. Who is William Stoneman? And so on. And I typed in, who is Brian Appleby Weinberg? And it said, <laughs> as of my last knowledge update, I don't have any specific information about an individual named Brian Appleby Weinberg <laughs> in my database. Thank God. <laughs> you know, I paid, for, paid to have me, myself completely <laughs> scrubbed from the Internet. Is anonymous. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my god it's an art form i tell you it's possible he may not be widely recognized or that information about him <laughs> is not publicly available see on the qt oh that was that, the best that makes me so happy gold I knew you were going to love it so much. That's perfect. I am so happy I mean, about that. It, it could have just done what it, it did with Joey and I, which was just assigned random things <laughs> to us. Joey and even, Right. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my gosh. That's why it. me. That's why me was so excited when I found it. <laughs> <laughs> so happy. Oh, that's great. Oh, my which, gosh. Which means Beautiful. we we really need to come up with a chat. TPT. That is all the correct stuff about trumpet. <laughs> that sounds right. I we can it. do that. I think we. I think we're the people to do it. Yeah. Who better? Joey will write right. that program. Exactly. I think I am that program. <laughs> <laughs> He's given this some thought. He's the right. movie phone, but for Trump. All of this. <laughs> Why don't you just tell me the name of the movie you want to see? <laughs> and I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> well, Brian, congratulations on your oh. anonymity. Perfect. Even that is un unbelievable. I have worked good. very hard at this. Well, well done. Yep. Well done. All right, boys, time for a couple things. We've approached this topic before, but perhaps not in such a direct fashion. We truly believe that the people with whom we interact have a major impact on our lives. Sometimes that impact is positive, and sometimes it's more like our relationship. Now, <laughs> we can't control everyone who enters our lives, but I think what we're saying is there is a way to be more intentional about building an inner circle of friends, and we want to talk about how important that is. Yes. Well, it, the importance of it can't be overstated. The idea of your people, your circle, the people you rely upon, you trust, you want to, you want to work with, you want to spend time with. This is vital because mm -hmm. not just in the music business, in every business, who you know matters. We've talked about this an awful lot. Yeah. So not only uh, do you need to have people, you need to be known, you need to have people know you so that you exist, unlike, you know, unlike Brian and Chat GPT, you know, yes. <laughs> which so is, that you exist. <laughs> that is so good. It's the best. But right, it can't, so it can't be overstated right that, uh, you know, if you're the best trumpet player, educator, pedagogue on earth, and you are living in, you know, a hole in you know northeastern idaho and no one's ever seen you or heard you or talked to you mm -hmm. then you're going to be frustrated that you've got all of this to offer and you got all this stuff together but have no way to get it out yeah so you need people you do. right you do yeah. And this is a, yeah, there's a multi, multiple ways to look at this. And I mean, this is a really important one, building that network so that you can have an impact so that you can enjoy the, you know, the fruits of your labor, working and playing and practicing and all those things. Um, there's also the inward facing part of it, which I think eventually we'll get to here, which is the way that then those things influence you and impact you to either make you go forward, to create opportunities for you, to support you when you're down, any of those things. Well, right. That and this is where it gets really, really important. Not just to work and and exist, but uh, most places. Uh, I'm incredibly lucky in a lot of ways. One of those ways is I work in a school that has three trumpet teachers. 
So I will tell you last semester, I don't think this is any kind of secret. Like Jason came down and said, Hey man, can I just play for you? I, I'm I'm like trying to figure some stuff out. I'm like, yeah, come on in. Let's go. Right. And I know like, uh, last semester, John, one of John's students had an injury and said, Hey, you in your office, I want to bring this kid down and show him to you. Yeah. Like we're here for each other. But yeah. if you're at a place like both of you guys are, are at places with one trumpet teacher full time. Right. And, right. I, and so, I have brass colleagues, but it's not the same at yeah. the level that you're talking about. You know? So it's like if you want to if you want to have some trumpet discussion, some trumpety trumpet, 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 you've got to go outside of your school. And yeah. boy, it can be very isolating if you think, well, in a couple of ways, as trumpet players, we often have a bad reputation of thinking we're we know everything and we're always right and smarter <laughs> than everybody else. And if you yeah. really are that way and you're the only trumpet teacher and you happen to live someplace that might be isolated, that's a really dangerous combination. It can be really dark. But yeah. it can also be really dark if you have somebody right there who you don't really like. Right. Well, so yeah, you gotta find the that's why you gotta find your be people. very careful. I mean, we know of situations where that really yeah. didn't work out. Yeah. Well, yeah, right? I well, guess there were the old days at IU back in the seventies, there were three trumpet teachers here, all of whom had success. They didn't speak. Oh, really? Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, they didn't yeah. do group auditions. They would just split up the ensembles. My, my kids will be in this group. Your kids will be in that group. My kids will be in this group. Your kids will be in that group. Mm. They didn't talk to each other. That yeah. yeah, that seems very difficult. That, it seems like a terrible way to go to work. And here, we've all yeah. seen this in both bands and in orchestras. Mm -hmm. uh, where it does happen in orchestra. It happens in yeah. bands and jazz bands, too, where, <laughs> you know, the, there are people sitting well. sitting right next to each other and their job is to work and make music together and they don't speak. Terrible way to have to go to work right? every day. It's like, I, I can't imagine that. I mean, I got here and very quickly, uh, you know, I finished my interview day here. John Rommel was in charge of taking me around. And when I went home, I thought, I don't know if I'm getting the job, but I think John Rommel and I are friends now. Yeah. Right. You know, <laughs> yeah. and then I got, and then I got the job here. And Ed and I quickly became friends. In fact, uh, I had uh, some Monette trumpet uh, things going on where I went down to Ed's office and like, I need to play this for you. Can you tell me what's going on? He's like, come on Can in. You help. Yeah. There right. it is. And he was there and he was helping. And we're friends, you know, to this day, he retired a couple of years ago, you know, and having those people come through. I have people that I, they're, you know, my colleagues and my friends. Well, that's, this is the thing, right? You want, th this is, in this, you want people whose opinion you trust, right? Whether it's, Hey, check out this recording I made or, or an issue with a horn. Which mouthpiece sounds better, right? Mm -hmm. uh, designing a mouthpiece. No offense, Joey, but you know, if you, <laughs> if you're involved in something like that, but no, it, it's great to have that. And if you have it at work, that's fantastic. A lot of people yeah. aren't in that position, which means right. that's okay. But it's easier now more than ever to stay in touch with people or to zoom or whatever it happens yeah, to be. Uh I mean, yeah. I think most people know that we're texting all the time, uh, both the three of us and the six of us as Trump and Mundy. Yeah. Uh, what they may not know is when we're working stuff out, we will absolutely send videos back and forth by text. Yeah. Yes. Like, just throw the phone up and go, hey, working on this, what do you think? Right. Hey, how is this? What do you think? This or this? That yeah. even though we're, you know, all over the country, we can very quickly go, um, wait, hold on a second, hold on a second, hold on a second. Yeah. And I think, you know, for years, people have recognized, like, the value of that, like, for, at first, for the, before the, the open ballot even existed and we started this, this whole thing, people would look at Trombomundi from the outside and go, man, you guys are so lucky. You have this thing, right? Yeah. It looks like you're having a great time. And, yeah, and, and they're I'm right. Like, yeah, and they're right. And then, yeah, right. And then like, <laughs> beyond that, like, 
the ability to bounce ideas off of people and hear what other people are doing and what they're practicing and how they're practicing. I mean, that's, that has been life altering. And then I think inside that circle then is this one because of the efforts that we're putting forth with the podcast and pedagogy and all that. And that's, that's another layer to the thing altogether. And, and, but both of those things have been amazing. I mean, yeah. Brian has gotten so much better since he started hanging out. <laughs> it's true. He, he'll actually go outside now. So, uh, so much wasted time. As Brian said in the, uh, in the spoof trailer, of course, that we did for the Christmas CD, there's another week of my life I wasted with you idiots. <laughs> wait, wait, that was a spoof? <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't for real? Well, this seemed real. So, but, but, so I guess we need to get to who are these people, how do you find them, and, and what do you do? Well, right? yeah, and and the and the other layer with that is, yeah, who are they? How do you find them? And then what role do they play? Yeah, in in your system, in your support system, not yeah. not to the extent that sounds weird, like you're gonna pick somebody to, for a certain job within your life or your circle. However, it's good to be aware of what people bring to you and what right. that interaction is. Yeah. And these are always you got to be thinking of these things as two way streets. So if you're looking to someone mm-hmm. to be in your circle and you want them involved, that means you need, you wanting them to invest in you, which means you need to invest in them. Right. And, and, and that's got to work both ways. Otherwise it just doesn't work. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I, I think, uh, I've used this term before in the past, like instant friends. We've all met people who are like this, right? Like you, you meet them and boom, you're instant friends. Like you were saying about your interview with John, like yeah. you just knew Super that easy, yep. work. Yeah. You know, when I when I first joined Trombomundi and I wasn't sure about anyone, and this is before Joey, you weren't on that trip. That was the England right? trip. Yeah. I was sure, but I knew Brian and I were friends like immediately. It was easy. Yeah, right. Now part of that was sympathy, driven by sympathy, because <laughs> I I didn't realize at the time what the level of uh, uh, chop busting abuse was. was. Oh wow! And Brian wow. had devoted. Brian, I could tell he had devoted so much time to this trip, every detail where we were staying, he was calling in favors, and nothing, I mean nothing was good enough. Not one other, thing. For those other three. <laughs> that sounds right. Yeah. And then after a while, I was like, oh, okay, I see what's going on here. But <laughs> yeah. by then, I was too, it was too late. You're already in. Because <laughs> I remember going out of my way going, man, I really appreciate what you did here. This is a lot. <laughs> and Scott's like, I'm cold. <laughs> and I thought idea. you were putting me on, Bill. Whose idea was this? <laughs> yeah, you okay. just thought I was messing it's, with you. It's yeah, a, it's a, reas- a reasonable question to say, whose idea was it to go to England in December? That's a reasonable that's, question. That's that is the question, question Scott kept asking. But I am, yes. I am saying we're heading to Wasilla in February. I'm, I'm, I am staying on that. Totally I'm fine not sure you can get to Wasilla in February. But we'll get there. It'll be fine. Jody's, Jody's, she'll let us know, I'm sure. On yeah, a snowmobile. We'll, we'll get on it. <laughs> We'll, we could find our way up. Anyway, all this to say, right, you kind of like instant friends is a thing. Like you feel a connection with someone. Right. Right. The conversation's easy. It is the two-way street. That's, that is significant in this. But that's important. It is right. because you have to be willing to invest in that person if you're expecting them to invest in you. Right. You want to have that happen. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Because if you're yeah. just sitting up there thinking, well, I should be best friends with player x because they're super cool and then i would be super cool yeah that is not what we're talking about not what we're saying that is not self-awareness is helpful right it it, it, this isn't about upward mobility 
or how to get gigs or anything like that. This is about creating some people uh, that you can count on in a professional manner. We're talking about essentially, for lack of a better term, professional friends. Yeah, it's not a mentorship necessarily. No, No. that's that would be a different thing. No, you're essentially you're looking for a colleague, but but since it's outside of work, like for for a lot of people, right, like this, yeah, where you don't have three, you don't have the luxury of three trumpet professors in one place. Um, Yeah, you're you're looking for a colleague, you know, but but in a very friendly sort of way to somebody that can participate in the things that you're trying to do, and you can participate with them. Yeah. And then you have to realize not only investment need to be two ways, but this is extra. This is wor- work for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. Like this is, this takes, uh, this takes time and energy and a devotion to this for it to be real. Like, you know, we joke an awful lot uh, about Trump and Mooney and the amount of time wasted and about all the, the, right. the, the <laughs> dumb stuff that we do, but all of us spend some real time, take real time out of our schedules, take real time away from our families, take, uh, you know, real time out of our academic calendars and make a commitment so that we can keep this thing going. <clears throat> yeah. Right. You know, it's, it, there's a, there's a work of that uh, part of that involved that if you're going to have this kind of relationship you need to actually do the work necessary to make it valuable. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and you don't know where you're going to, you know, like you were saying, where do you find these people? I mean, they, they come out of our experiences and things we've done. You've heard me uh, give a shout out before to the Backwoods Band Room podcast. Yeah. Right? right. So my friend Lance Jones, um, I, in fact, Lance and I are meeting on Sunday. I'm actually headed up to Penn State on Sunday to do a trumpet clinic in the evening for the trumpet club there. Oh, nice. Uh, kind of get, do some trumpet ensemble things with them and just do a clinic. So happy for that invitation. That's going to be fun. But Lance and I are meeting a couple hours before that just to talk about some podcast stuff, about some ideas back and forth. Right. I met Lance when he was in sixth grade at a sixth grade band fest that I was conducting. <laughs> and but wow. he took wagger he took yeah. he t- totally wagging but he took the initiative to stay in touch with me over the years and even though he didn't come to messiah as an undergrad he did do our graduate program and has studied with me there and then we we have stayed in touch lance is an important part of my inner circle yeah in terms of someone that i talk to about a variety of things and bounce ideas off of and again you never know where that's going to come from yeah and you've got to, you do have to invest the time and you have to be willing to sort of put yourself out there and it you know, sometimes it's not going to work out, but sometimes you're just going to be in a master class sitting next to somebody and critically analyzing what they're doing. You guys are speaking the same language. You go, oh, maybe we should go grab a beer after this and we can talk about what we, we actually think exactly. about these things. Well, and there's that, like like in the Trauma Mooney thing, for example. I think, Brian, that you and I think about playing the trumpet sort of, there's a yes. lot of similarities there. Yep. But, and no offense, Joey, uh, you have you thought about you think about it and your experience with that has been very different and we've benefited from that greatly you know so so there's the thing where brian and i are very similar and that works and yet ultimately we we're pretty different from what you do and that works but scott and i have been arguing for 30 years yeah (laughs) but but we we both benefit from it but the tension right there's a healthy tension in that like we we absolutely fundamentally disagree on some very fundamental issues but i i don't want to speak for scott i'm not i haven't lost any respect for him or think that he's just completely wrong even though i mean obviously he's wrong but uh (laughs) you know like but we can coexist even disagreeing and continue to have these conversations yeah 
I want to say I know that Scott is wrong too, you know, based on what you've told us. <laughs> um, you know, exactly. Right. It, and it's important to have that friend that's going to be honest with you. So my my colleague here, Tim Dixon, right? Tim and I have worked in the in the department for years. You know, like sometimes when you talk to someone and you throw an idea by them, you're trying to figure out if you're doing the right thing and and you're just trying to wait for any little sign that they disagree with you, like a little hesitation or mm -hmm. just a little hitch, or maybe they're being careful with their words. No, I go into Tim and I'm like, hey, tell me if I'm full of crap on this. Here's what I was thinking. And he'll go, oh yeah, you're totally full of crap on this. <laughs> right. That's a that, terrible idea. And that's when you know you found somebody oh. that you need. That right. is gold. Yeah. And we rely on each other in that capacity within the job. Now, we're great friends as well, but so there's a level of trust there. But I was going to say, there's need, a lot of trust that has to happen yeah, to you have that exchange. That person. And I rely on him for that because if I get yeah. wound up about something and I'll go in and go, rah, 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 and he'll go, well, yeah, did you do this? And I'll go, oh, no. Right. <laughs> but right. If you don't have, if you don't have somebody that will be absolutely brutally honest with you, you need them. You that you need to find need someone. This is that's, this is this is what you should be working towards. That's a role that needs to be filled in the inner circle. You yeah. need the the sergeant at arms, right? right. You need, <laughs> yeah. You need that person that's just going to tell you where the buckwheat is. Yeah, each and yeah. every time, right? Because if you say, like, if you send a recording, going, "Hey, I'm thinking about sending this in," and that person will say to you, "You can't send that in. You can't send that." <laughs> that can we? That's talk a, that's about a, this? that's a real friend. Rather yeah. than no, no, man, sounds great. You're awesome. Really right. good job. Mm -hmm. That's not. That's not. That's not. No, friends. if you, Do you want need that, any friends like that. Well, What's here's that? the thing. Well, those aren't friends. No, yeah. if you want that, just post something on the internet. <laughs> and well, you're well, fine. Well, with Please trouble player, well with trouble players, you get two things. You'll get like, yeah, man, sounds great. And well, who do you think you are? You know, you get both of those. <laughs> but we do. We've talked about this before, right? You get a lot of, yeah, go for it. Yeah, you're the man. Whatever. But yeah, we're going. Mm, I don't. I'm not sure. Right, but because I, there have been, there have been people that I know that have posted things, and. They put stuff up, but I don't have that level of comfort or that level of friendship with them. And I, I want to call them and say, you shouldn't post that. <laughs> but but you don't have that rapport. But I don't, so I don't say anything. Yeah, sure. Right. So I don't say anything at all. And right. I have had professionals, uh, both local and from around the country, come by and say, hey, I want to ask you some questions. And, hey, can you just give me some honest feedback? And I have said to them, and some of these people you may have heard of, if you're asking... I'm going to be honest, and I don't want that to be weird. I don't want this right. to damage the friendship that we have. Because yeah. if you just have like a normal friendship, hey, you see each other, you hang out, hey, everything's going cool, 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 cool. But if they say, hey, man, so I'm feeling really good about this, what do you think? And I'm like, no. And I've had that discussion with a couple. Like, I don't want this to be weird. But if you're asking, that's not going to work. Here's why. Let's, if you want some ideas, here's what I think. Here's what I think. Which and that, and that can be really that can be really difficult. I've heard you like I've been around when you've said that, and I think it's an incredibly elegant way to diffuse the situation and allow you and whoever to get to the truth about it. Right, because I don't want to. I never want to be that. Uh, there are some people that are just looking for a pat. Right, and if they come by and say, "Hey, can I play for you?" and I want you to give me some feedback, and I'm going to be like, "Is that what you're really asking for?" Because if you just want me to tell you, "Yeah, man, sounds great," I'm not that guy. Yeah. So but you also, are incredibly, if they're willing to hear it, it's incredibly generous of you as well. 
I don't know. I just think about that's it as part being of honest. the relationship. It's the same thing, like as 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 but people won't do or, that. or as teachers. Like you know, when, if I have a student come in and they were getting ready to go take an audition, and I'm telling them, "Listen, you should be taking this, and you want to win this with every fiber of your being." And here's what you need to do. And now, in the back of my head, and if I'm, I'm thinking to myself, "Wow, I'm not sure they're going to win this." That's not, I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about them going for it. When they come back and say, I didn't win that, I'm like, okay, fine, let's keep going. But right. I'm not going to tell, I'm not even going to tell anybody you're not going to win this. What I am going to think is, here's what you need to do and really be very, very clear and plain about this. Because I have had some students that uh, maybe some big, big jobs and they're like, should I send in for this? Yes. Send exactly. in. If they say no, you still don't have the job. Not a big deal. But when there are professionals that are like maybe knocking on that door and if they just want to pat, no, no, no. I, I just don't want to be that. I just don't want to be disingenuous and I don't want to be dishonest. If right. we're going to have that discussion, it has to be open and honest or it's not worth having. Yeah. I've also noticed that you never take that step with Brian and I. You just go right in. No. No, that's exactly right. Now, Brian, I want to be fair. Already. No, but no. Brian, no, to be fair, the first week we got together with Sherman Woody, Brian did ask a couple questions. Yes, yes I so did. So I just took that as an open door that I kicked down. So Forever. when when you came in, I didn't offer you the option. No, I, <laughs> no, I didn't want the, the door. No, I'm you didn't have go. the option. No, I think you looked at my advanced age and thought, we don't have that much time for that. Let's no, exactly. The clock's ticking. We got to go. <laughs> TikTok, TikTok. Let's move. <laughs> we we gotta go. No, you don't understand. We gotta go. <laughs> I mean, I have I've been thinking about the trumpet clock for a long time because, and I, you know, it's always great to have Doc Severinsen out there in front of us because he's older than yeah. all of us. Yeah. So it's when you see Doc crazy. in his mid and heading into late nineties and still playing up a storm, I'm thinking, okay, so that's Hammering. possible. So yes. that's possible. So I'm so I I figure I'm good till at least a hundred. Yeah. <laughs> There's well, no with, reason. There's no reason modern, I'm not killing it at a hundred. Yeah. With modern medicine, exactly being what it is. I think that's what I'm saying. I mean, your hip replacement, you're gonna be in and out of there in a day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh my gosh. Oh, <laughs> my hips are fine. I don't drive a Corolla. <laughs> <laughs> that strengthens them. If I ever need a hip replacement, it's going to be Brian's fault. You're going to put it on Brian's tab. I'm going to submit the claim. To Rowan University. (laughs) On his homeowner's insurance damages. (laughs) Exactly. I love it. Well, I mean, the podcast has been interesting in this regard, too, because I get messages. I know this happens to you guys, too. Mm -hmm. Like People reach out to me on Messenger or whatever and go, hey, loving the podcast. If you don't mind, can I ask you this or can I share this idea? What would you do? And um, it's been great. And I think, uh, you know, people are willing to ask. Then, yeah, you're going to give them an answer about whatever it is. And and I've actually enjoyed it. And people always, of course, are saying, like, I, I know you're busy and I don't want to take your time or whatever else. But but it's kind of what we do for one another, too. And these yeah, people right. aren't in the inner circle um, some of them, you know, but, uh, but it's, it's still, it's something you could do. You can help. And that's how sometimes these relationships develop as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. And you need to develop these relationships. They don't just mm-hmm. happen. You got it. Like we're saying, this is, you think of this as like a part-time job you have of not right. only developing, but then maintaining and strengthening your inner circle. This needs to be something yeah. that you're, th- if it's, if it's not happening just easily for you, you need to be creating it. It's an important part of needs to be an important part of your professional life. Yeah. yeah reach yeah. out, make a contact, go visit. 
So mm-hmm. trauma. So wait, to, wait. Brian was just what? saying, "Go hang." Is what I go just hang, heard him say. Basically. I just heard Brian say, "Go hang." Man, maybe, I heard maybe, it. I heard it. Maybe maybe he's hanging with other people and he's just not hanging with us. Is he's my hanging. fault. We, what we don't know is we're not in his inner circle. We're not. <laughs> inner he has one, and we're just not in it. You're just not <laughs> he, part of it. He refers to us as his fringe friends. Yes. <laughs> We're the, well, outside. Here's, We're the outside. Here's another good example. We go to ABQ, then we go up to Durango, and we go right. to Joe Nibley's school. Right, yep. it's a great right. time out there, Fort Lewis. Yeah, Fort Lewis. And College. then, yeah, and then Joe and I stay in touch. Now that's part of a new project that I'm doing. He's mm-hmm. actually coming out here for a week this spring yes, to hang out and check out the department and see nice. how things grew it here at Messiah. And then, because of my my new scholarship endeavors, I'm going out there this summer for a week yeah so you know this is how these things develop and you meet somebody that you have similar interests and and you're both interested in teaching and your school and all that and, and that's how it goes and that's how the inner circle develops well and you watch the circle kind of grow and move and yeah. and circle think about uh john barnes who texted us while we're podcasting right yes. now john went to rowan did some time with brian and is now in the uh the navy commodores so what happens? They hire Allie Haney Albrecht, Albrecht, who I know since she was a high school student. Yep. And so what happens when they get to ITG and they need a little help with their clinic because one of their members wasn't able to make the tour? So they call, hey, come sit in with us. Yeah. It's great. So we're in touch in a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Now, Brian, you guys work together on a regular basis, but now we're in touch kind of That's semi-regularly, right. like, which is great. Yeah. I like that part. Well, he's yeah. up here every week teaching yeah. for our, our jazz guys, too. It's funny how many like of he's these. He's amazing. Now these other threads that are in our phones, right? There's, there's the three of us and 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 Barnes, yeah. Right? There's the three of us and Doctor uh, President James President. Moore Esquire, President President Moore President Doctor, the very Which Reverend pretty, pretty James Moore Esquire, you know. Yes. So there's a, there's yeah. a bunch of those that have come out of this, which I think it just means we're doing good work. I hope so. I mean, I we, we certainly are. we certainly think so. Yeah. We're gonna have to look. Find this all we, shocking. We like the way we podcast it. <laughs> we like the way we're doing it. Exactly right. Yeah. People ask think... me, are there stats on the podcast? And there are stats. We just don't ever look at we them. We just try not to look at them. I look, at them, about, I look at them about once a year. It's not about the numbers. It's and that's coming from me. Wow. About the effort. He's a numbers guy. But yes, he is. There's some international attention here too. We've got folks from out of the country who have reached out to us. You know, right? Because they're enjoying the show and all that. And we like to hear from people. Don't get us wrong. I think poor well, Joe. You Nibley, guys like to hear from people. I don't. Joe Nibley's probably going. Oh no! Am I really in the inner circle? I did not mean to go in that far. <laughs> yes, Joe's like, wait a minute. <laughs> I don't. I don't need to be in that circle. Somebody help! I'm not going to be good. Can I get out of the circle? <laughs> nope. No. No. Nope. No, you can't. Cal- it's the no Hotel going California back. of podcasts. <laughs> That's right. You can check in. You can check out anytime you like, but you can never leave. <laughs> you can never leave. <laughs> That's it. But I, I, I think maybe what we do here is what we've tried to do is just take stock of who's around you, right? Take stock of how are these people that you're investing in and they're investing in you. And do you feel like you've got a great network? And if not, you might need to fill in the blanks a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and the filling in the blanks can start with where you work. It can start with people that you've gone to school with. It can start with festivals. It can start, you know, you've got to put yourself out there. You have to get out and actually, no offense to you personally, Brian, talk to people and hang. <laughs> talk to talk to people. Yeah. Common interests. 
have yeah. discussions. Yeah. And you're yeah. gonna and once you do that, you'll start finding your people. But you gotta yeah, exactly. do it. Gotta do it. Put yourself out there and do it. And it's more great than when they're one in one time. Yeah. And it's great when they're in proximity, but come on, look at us. You know, we're we're doing the podcast over Zoom. Right. Yeah, the internet and we're is text a threads. And I mean thing. you know, it's an amazing thing. Yeah. So but I think it's it's good time to take stock of that. Yeah. Group FaceTime to... calls. Yeah. Absolutely. Sure. Those are always good. Very when funny. they work. When they work. All right, boys. Time for no offense. Hey, look, if you're not screening your friends and doing background checks, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> good to know who's around you. It's good to know who you've led into the inner circle. Because, yeah, this, the this is what chat, chat GPT is for, right? You're going to find exactly. out if your friends actually exist. We're not even sure Brian exists, and I'm looking right now. I don't, thankfully. <laughs> Brian is looking around going, thank God, no circle. He doesn't right. want oh, man. It, inner circle seems awfully crowded to him. <laughs> That's great. Right? No he doesn't circle. Want, he doesn't want a circle at all. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so good. But I think, uh, you know, like, I remember telling my sons this years ago, like, I only want to hang around with people that make me better, right? That Always a good be idea. Best, best version of myself, I think it's a, it's a good thing to remember and a good thing to apply, especially call when you you're trying your BS. to do professionally. Exactly. That's the main one. Yeah. I seem to have a lot of those. <laughs> would, would you say well, I have a... the amount you shovel, you need a lot of I know. Them. Would you say I have a plethora of friends who would tell me that I'm full of crap? Yes. <laughs> I, I would think, say that. I, I think that says... I think that says something. <laughs> Necessity is the mother of invention. All right, boys. Well, that should about do it for today. Stay tuned. Tell your friends and neighbors and define your inner circle. So long from now, remember to keep an open mind, but more importantly, an open bell.